Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, 97.3. You should be at a park later on today. And the sim- <laughs> <laughs> no, you should be able to. Because I reckon that all the traffic wardens in London are going to be watching the football. I tried to watch it the other day, and the reason I couldn't is because of this blasted noise with these stupid whistly things, these trumpet things. It sounds like, if you've, if you've not heard it, if you've not watched any of the football, if you've that been unlucky, you have, if you've been un- that unlucky and you haven't heard it, I mean, it's, it just sounds like a droning. It sounds like it's a cartoon. You, you imagine giant bees are going to come over the stadium and lift players off. If only. If only. And um, if the BBC, writes Brian Reid, wins the Christine Bleakley tug of war, critics say Adrian Charles may regret saying he has no doubt they'll work together again. And Brian says, but I believe him. He says, I believe that he will work with Christine Bleakley again at the New Brighton Floral Pavilion for Christmas 2015. He, putting his good girth to good use at the back of the panto horse, and her, with the accentuating huge teeth, at the front. (laughs) There you go. Being Thursday, (laughs) Paul Saver is back with us. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. He's had laser eye treatment. I have. Since we spoke last, he's been lasered. Because you didn't want to wear glasses, whereas I think glasses are face furniture, and I think they make people look really sexy. Yes, so do I. But I kept forgetting them. And right. every time I went to a restaurant, I had to ask somebody else to read the menu. <laughs> Isn't that embarrassing? So, terrible. Why don't they do big print? <laughs> Especially for those... Why don't I learn Braille? Or pick... Well, he said, why don't you learn Braille? In the other, on the other if you go to really, really posh restaurants, they work out who's actually booked the table... And you get the menu with the prices in. Everybody else gets the menus with That's no prices right. in. Because otherwise you'd be going, I don't want to spend £22 on a piece of... And so if you don't know how much it is, you're ordering because you want to eat the food, mm. not worrying about how much it's going to cost me. Because it always costs me whenever I go out. But I don't oh, mind. Bless. Today cherries. Yes. Today cherries. Special and offer. Very nice they are. And too. very nice they are too. So I bought, I bought four packs of them yesterday. You never buy any one of anything. I don't buy any. No, but they, these are nice. These are nice. So you feel better after the laser? I do. I'm still a little bit blurry because I've had something called monovision done, which is right. which is one eye. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Did you sounds, know both doing? It sounds very bizarre. Well, um, I was. I could focus long distances. Is that long sighted or is that short sighted? No, don't ask me. I don't know. I can know never either. work out what it was. But anyway, long distance vision was fine. Short distance vision, I couldn't see a thing, so I had to wear glasses. Right. And what they've done is laser one eye to make that eye read things up close. Right. And your brain, apparently, over time will uh, will compensate for this, and you'll learn to. To see things out of one eye or the other. <laughs> one eye savoury, they're going to be calling him. <laughs> I do feel a you bit like, like Cyclops. Cyclops. Do you feel so better, though, having had it done? Um, it's worth it's, it. It's certainly more convenient. Yes. I was able to go out uh, the day after I had it done and, yeah. and read the menu without any problem at all. That was good, because mm. he was sitting at home and he'd written it out himself, so he had a rough idea where, where fish cakes appeared. <laughs> I'll have scampi, he said to himself as he went to the freezer. That's right. <laughs> oh, at least you've had it done, though. It's good. How much was Opening it? the oven. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was £1,395. For one eye? For one eye. Right. That seems quite a lot of money. It is. It is, but, you know, I was... I was losing glasses all the time. You know what I was like with the glasses. <laughs> I was getting probably two pairs every three months. 
You are so over, over, over the course of a year, <laughs> I'll have paid for it. <laughs> um, soul, and I also found that I needed my glasses to find my glasses. Yes. Well, I, I've yes. actually got different strength glasses at home. So, so I was looking at something the other day, and I couldn't read. And I, I was ended up swearing at myself. I couldn't read the sell-by date on the scam fee. <laughs> and I was looking at it, and I was thinking, right, this is stupid. Try and read the sell-by date. So I'm sort of stre- I'm thinking, is it 13 or 19? I've got, or it could be 15. Anyway, when it turned out, I put my glass on, it was 16. So, but I sat there for ages looking at it, thinking, why can't I read that? Why can't I see it? Mm. It was driving me mad. I know what it's like, because you're right, you go out to a restaurant, and I sit there, and, and somebody goes, you're right, and I go, yeah. I think, well, you pick what you want. Yes, what are the specials today? Yeah. And you always have a special, because they, they've actually told you what it yeah, is. Yeah, they tell you what the special is. I like that idea. I like that idea. I like the idea as well that there's a, a taxi driver called Don Pratt. Don Pratt, for ages, uh, drove around ferrying this, uh, this lady called Mary Wilson. And then she had to go into a home. Right. And so Mary goes into a home. She died uh, only a short while ago. And uh, she left all her fortune to Don Pratt. She left him £250,000. He's retired. Well, good for only him. It's only on 250,000. It's not a lot. Yes, but how old is he? Sorry? How old is he? How He's old is um, 65. Well, there we are then. He's she was a retirement age s- anyway. He'd actually driven around town for 20 years. Wait a minute. Based on this one, I've been entertaining people for 32 years. So if everybody leaves me, then. Mo- God, I could retire soon. I could be up for retirement. So that's it. So, so he's no, you're right. Actually, so two hundred fifty thousand. Strange that the management mentioned something. Yes, 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 along the similar lines. <laughs> <laughs> How funny! James Whale has phoned. Reverse the charges as always. You know what he's like. He he, he won't spend the money, and uh, he wants uh, us both to go to his curry do next Thursday lunchtime. Us, us, us. Yes, you to. say it, you say it with incredulity. <laughs> us, us, us. Us. A handbag. Curry. Curry. Us. Us. Curry. I don't... Poppadoms. Curry. <laughs> chutney. Naan, chutney. I don't know. Us. Tika. What? When? And why? He's also glad that you're back. Thank you. Curry. Today. <laughs> us. When? <laughs> Next week. Curry. I could eat a curry. Could you eat a curry? I could. could eat Next one now. Thursday. Next Thursday. No, Shall I we do that? Do not eat one now. No. Have a cherry. Thank you. You'll like it. I must tell you, there are lots of... Is that, do, you want to, do you want to curry with him next Thursday? I don't know. If he's paying, we might go. I'm not oh, sure absolutely. I've got the money for it. Absolutely. Let's take advantage of Let's it. Let's take advantage of free curry. <laughs> they, they're, they're talking in the mirror today. They always do, uh, Penman and Summerlad, they do exposures on companies who have taken your money and then they've closed themselves down. And the biggest company is here now. And it's a company called uh, Cartel. A Manchester firm. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they actually promised to write your debts off. You know, you've seen the adverts. Let me warn you now, the government are closing this loophole. And so this is one company. For £495, they reckoned that they would close your, your credit card debt. So in other words, yes. did you t- you've seen all the adverts. Anyway, what this, uh, this bent company did was they took £20 million in and gave people nothing. Not one penny piece. Nobody got any money back at all. So they've been wound up in the High Court over, surprisingly, an unpaid tax bill. They were closed down in 30 seconds the other day. Undoubtedly, the crook who ran it will set up again. Because it seems easy in this day and age to set up companies and take money off you under the guise of, we're going to give you money back. In, in one of them, there was uh, somebody here. This was another company who did exactly the same thing. 
credit issues, they were called. Mm-hmm. And one particular agent said, I've signed up 50 clients, mainly, mainly friends and family. Everybody thinking that you can write your credit card debt off. You can't. You really can't. So anyway, this one was wound up. Uh, nobody has seen one penny piece. They took 1.6 million in. Let me tell you. I'll tell you now, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. There's no system whereby they're going to write your debts off. Malcolm Fish got caught by another company called Links of London. Links of London sell bracelets. Unfortunately, Mm. he didn't realise that the charms that arrived are fake and the company is in Shanghai. They've registered about 20 different names of Silver Links of London, and the uh, Mirror wrote to this company. In fact, the one that he, he wrote to, he thought the, the website was genuine. LinksLondonJewelry.com, uh, registered in Shanghai. He wrote to them and said, why are you ripping people off? No reply at all. They've got loads of these companies. There are loads of counterfeit sites where they're selling crap. OK, do not be... It's like going to eBay. Now, we know this for a fact. Yes. And think you're yes. buying a label, you know... Cartier, you think you're buying Lalique, you think you're buying what were the shoes that Stevie bought? Oh, I can't remember. But it was it was it was a trade name. They're oh. fakes. They're fakes. They're made in China. As I say, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Drives me mad. If ever we can sort of you know stop people being ripped off, we will do it. Paul, Steve, a German student created a major traffic jam. Look, no glasses. Gee, in, I'm quite impressed by this. <laughs> when he mooned a group of Hell's Angels, hurled a puppy at them, and then escaped on a bulldozer. He's learnt this. He's sitting in the office going, hey, Germans, he's learnt it off by heart. He's not reading it at all. The 26-year-old drove into the grounds of the Motorcycle Gang Members Clubhouse in north of Munich, according to reports in the local media. The young man, who was not identified, then dropped his pants, threw the puppy and fled. After making his getaway, he stole the bulldozer from a nearby construction site and attempted to drive it to Munich. However, it was not fast enough, as you'd probably have gathered, and his snail-like pace caused a three-mile traffic jam near the southern town. He then fled to his home nearby, where he was apprehended by the police. What motivated him to throw a puppy at the Hells Angels is currently unclear, said a spokesman for the local police. He added that the student had been suffering from depression and the puppy was now in safe hands at a local animal shelter. You read that without your glasses. I did. Well done. I did. You may, you may have noticed. I, I will fess up here. Yeah. And I have made the, the writing a little bit bigger than normal because I'm still a little bit blurry. Yeah. How long does it take to adjust? Um, they said between two weeks and three months. Right. Well, you've had... on the person. Yeah, and exactly. I've had uh, ten days. Yeah. So I'm still... No, let's put it, like any operation. You come back, you take it easy. When I had my operation, they said take it easy. So I took it easy and came back to work the following day. <laughs> I feel very sorry again uh, for Alan Campbell this morning. Alan Campbell uh, goes to uh, hospital and um, and he, he tried to get seen for treatment. And they went tick, 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 tick on the computer. They went, no, I'm terribly sorry, we can't see you. And he said, why? No. You are deceased. <laughs> and he went, so he then played his trump card. I don't think he I said am. to the operator, I'm talking to you. I quite clearly can't be deceased, can I? The NHS choose and book system operator would not budge. You are deceased, they told him again. No, I'm not, he said. And then they said, you better go to your GP to get it sorted out. So he has had an apology from his GP's surgery. The trust says it was trying to find an appointment as early as it can. 
He's had three operations for skin cancer and now it's spread to his throat. Can you imagine being told by some buffoon at the end of a phone, I'm terribly sorry, but you're deceased. And he goes, well, who, what is this, Randall and Hopkirk or something? I'm talking to you now. Well, it says here on the computer that you're... Oh, for Christ's sake, honestly. It's a robot, isn't it? Mm. 16 minutes, very nearly past five. These are the headlines as the Chancellor prepares to reveal plans to shake up banking regulations. He's confirmed he's scrapping the Financial Services Authority and giving more power to Bank of England. At least 19 people are dead and around 12 missing after flash floods in the south of France. And children as young as five should be given lessons in sex and relationships, according to a health watchdog. The travel for you this morning, it's Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Fairly since three. Thank you. Uh, 17, 18 minutes past five. Thursday morning in London town. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. <laughs> I just wanted to do that today because the weather was so nice yesterday, I undid an extra button on my shirt. I went out there and, I th- and then I thought, shall I wear shorts? I thought, no. I've got the worst legs in the business. There's no point in sort of looking at something that should be on the Antiques Roadshow or Cash in the Attic. It's, it's just really... Some people are lucky they can show their legs I up. saw one of the Antiques Roadshow people yesterday in High Wycombe. Did you? Which I one? Did. I don't know. Oh, it was just an Antiques Roadshow person. It was, it was one of the uh, one of the experts. Oh right, one from up north. Oh, one of, oh, not that dreadful Paul Hayes, is it? I don't can't be. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. He rings them a bit like Uriah Heep. He's a little bit like show me what you've got in your attic. <laughs> can't bear him. And he quite clearly, all this stuff is pre-recorded. So he's obviously swatted up on the item because they, they they sort of produce something. He goes, well, that was actually introduced by Josiah Wedgwood from the Birmingham factory in eighteen sixty. Oh blimey, you're a bore. Aren't you? I love Antiques oh. Roadshow. Show. Yeah, I don't mind them whether the old antiques experts. I it's like one, them. It's one of the few things the BBC do right still. Yes. Antiques Roadshow, Who Do You Think You Are? Fantastic See, I've never seen that. Oh, I love that. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never done that. But they've just acts last to the summer wine. I know. You see, now, that's, that's an institution. I know. And have if a lot you've of work watched every of episode, maybe you should be in an institution. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked it. No, no, it is good, but it's gone on far too long. It's a one-trick pony, isn't it? Let's face it. Also, so it's the Antique Roadshow. Yes, but it changes every week. Do you remember when they used to do... Dun, 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 <laughs> they've dun, got to wait for the experts to drop dead before it changed. Well, do you remember when Arthur Negus was on, and they would sit there and they'd bring it out, oh, and they'd no, go, what? and they'd pass Negus. it over to the other side, and a man with gloves would hold the objet d'art and put it down, and Arthur Negus would go... Oh, well, no, this this looks to me very similar to... Yes, but that wasn't the Antiques Roadshow. What was that? That was Going for a Song. Going for a Song. Yeah. That was very good. Da-da-dum-dum-dum. Yeah, well, they had to guess what the the item was. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, it was a birdcage in a lot of cases. Had a singing bird. (laughs) I remember the singing bird. Yes, but that was the opening credits. Yeah. Nothing to do with what they brought on. Remember they brought on strange things? Yes. Or or, or if it was an obvious thing, they had to value it. Yes. Yes. I like that. So I'm just looking at a uh, lovely photo here. Has she shrunk? <laughs> or is she, oh, she's sitting down. Oh, right. <laughs> Nobody tells me anything. Um, I've noticed, actually, mending a broken heart costs a woman £500 in therapy. Retail therapy. Retail therapy. £500? Women go out to feel better about themselves. Uh, after the end of a relationship, women hit the shops. And they go out and they buy shoes, clothes, new hair. Do, they do everything. Do we do the well, same? Yes, of course we do. Right. Don't you? Not really. Don't you go cherries. shopping if you're a bit... Well, actually, sensible. yesterday I did go shopping, and I've got a thing. I mean, as, as per usual, being a bit balmy, I'm afraid, I bought flannels. Because I'd been out the day before and discovered that my towels in the bathroom were on special offer in Bentles. They Why were, were they hu- selling your towels? 
I don't know. They just wandered into my bathroom <laughs> and took them, and then they were selling them. Damn them! And I was, uh, and so I was, uh, and so I went out and bought them the other day, and they were on special offer. They were half price. Not the Chinese-looking ones. No, not the Chinese. I like the Chinese-looking ones. Uh, but uh, I went to buy flannels. Now, normally, I'm buying flannels at two pounds each in John Lewis, and I do buy every flannel that they do. I buy all the colours because I get through a lot of flannels. I like flannels stacked up. So yesterday I went out and I bought twenty. Nice. Uh, because they were only £1.25. They were on special offer. Bargain. So I bought them in all the different colours. Very detailed. Very, I very bought four pairs of shoes yesterday. Did you? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'd like, I like shoes. James says, can, yeah. you, can you tell us what's in the paper? OK, Cheryl Cole has jetted off with this hunky dancer Derek Hoff. This is hunky dancer Derek wearing a white tight T-shirt and with a dog under his arm. Not so hunky. Uh, the Daily Star, the board players, uh, England's players, are begging the FA to send their wags out there. Yes, I'm also saying send them out there. Get them out as quick as possible. And leave them there. Yes. One toot, two voo, and two two toots, one two. Pardon? This is the tooting trumpets. It's the Sun's headline. And social workers considering taking Shannon Matthews into care five years before her mother faked her abduction. A probe was revealed the other day. Uh, plus, uh, Kelvin McKenzie is uh, droning on about, uh, well, he's brown-nosing Piers Morgan, only because poor old Kelvin is so desperate to be famous, and yet was one of the worst bosses to ever work for. He used to fire people left, right. What a nasty temper he had on him. It's no good doing all this nice and cuddly mm. stuff on the Alan Titch show. Uh, Titchmar show, but now it's um, <laughs> sorry, the Alan Titch show. I do beg your pardon. It's not the Alan uh, and the other story, all. of course, is the uh, the, the pension <laughs> dividends actors, uh, Obama's snagged 14 billion of BP's money. BP's, they had to put 20 billion into a fund, yes, haven't they? Yeah, dollars, yes, 14 yeah. billion pounds. Well, to be a quiet talk, but I, I do like the story of the, uh, the lion, uh, the lioness. She's sitting in a zoo in Paynton in Devon, and she's just sort of staring out as lionesses do, and, uh, and this owl chick lands in front of him. It's fallen out of the nest, and it's oh, sitting no. there, and the lioness looks at it, and the chick looks up, and the lioness goes... Boring. And uh, totally ignores it. <laughs> and so they've got this lovely picture of this chick sitting there thinking, i better start doing prayers now. <laughs> That's in most of the papers today. You'll like that. And uh, wives spend six days nagging. Six days nagging. I bet Ruth nags poor old Eamon. Because they're getting married shortly, aren't they? That'd be lovely. Yeah. And they'll have all their showbiz chums there. And uh, the TV pundit, the blondes and the diplomatic incidents. These are, this is the Robbie Earl World Cup ticket row. The man who took his tickets uh, should have gone to family and friends and they ended up in the hands ah, yes. of an ad agency who stuck a load of girls into the match to advertise a Dutch beer. And uh, the trouble is, they say here, the glamorous Holland fans accused of putting... Everybody looks like this in Holland. We went to Copenhagen. Dale and I went to Copenhagen years ago. Everybody is, is glamorous. Everybody is glamorous. I promise you, girls who serve coffee, everybody looks... They've all got lovely yes, blonde hair. I went there and I was bored out of my brain. Oh, which is the most boring place under the sun. <laughs> they are the dullest people ever, next to the people who come from Finland. I mean, they are the dullest. I mean, mm. dull, 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 dull. You know, in terms of how dull you can be, they're off the end of the scale. They really are. They're all a bit Neanderthal. And that's just the women. The uh, the blokes is... Oh, dreadful place. Dreadful place. Don't ever want to go there again. Uh, should we... Uh, sh should you teach sex education to five-year-olds? No. I don't think you should either. I don't know who comes up with these sort of things. Neither do I. Although, you know, when, when you're five... I remember Nathan, when we used to take him out to the pub, 
he used to constantly get his willy out, and we go, Nathan, it's not big and it's not clever. Yes, but he wants to be like his Uncle Steve. I know, I know, but Uncle Steve was doing it at 37, yeah. But it's it, but kids do that. But I don't think you teach... They, they're not going to take anything in at set at five, are they? No. I didn't think so. I don't think so. So uh, we've decided but that's not it's, a good idea. It's, it's the Dutch model they're looking at, though, aren't they? They're, they're looking at... Um, at places in Europe where they'd start sex education very much earlier than we do. Yeah. And they have a lower teenage pregnancy rate. Yes. And they're connecting the two. We don't the... talk about sex over here. No. I've tried no. to discuss it now. No, time sex, please, the producer, she La, 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 oh. puts her fingers in her ears. I'm saying, listen, I think you need to be told, you know, at your <laughs> age. No good thinking, you know, that you can, so, you know, you go and look under a gooseberry bush and there's today's baby. It doesn't happen like that. No. Or, look, here's the stalk with another one. Ridiculous. Stephen Fry's attacked the BBC for producing chicken nugget television. He thinks that television has dumbed down. Saw the story. I'm, um, out, with, I'm out with him tonight. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. Oh, so I shall find out. It's actually... Who was it who bumped into Stephen Fry? Oh, a friend of mine. She was going through Soho, yeah. and Stephen Fry was walking towards her. And she went, oh, my God, it's Stephen Fry. So she rushed over and she said, you know, I, 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 could you possibly sign this? And he, she had got the bit of paper and he signed it. But he kept walking all the time because, mm. as anybody will tell you, you don't stop. If you stop, you attract right. a crowd, so you keep walking and sign. She said he was quite charming. But he said that the television now, even the adult stuff, is dumbed down. And that's why you need to... But if you've watched Children's BBC, it is just awful. I mean, it really is awful. Children... Well, I catch it because they go, well, see BBC... CBBC? I actually caught the end of Blue Peter the other day by accident. Oh, God. It's dreadful. It is dreadful now. They've got three so good. unnamed presenters. Mm. They were doing a football quiz the other day. Well, the average age of a Blue Peter presenter, I think, is about 11. It must be. They're making things out of squeezy bottles and bits of cardboard. And I'm thinking, this programme has turned into a piece of rubbish. Yes. If anything should be pensioned off, Blue Peter is I it. made a nuclear reactor out of a very liquid bottle, I remember. Yes, but you did the days of Becca Biddy Star, Baxter. didn't you? I mean, you were very lucky. She wouldn't have stood for any of no, this. No, Biddy Baxter wouldn't have stood for it. It has dumbed down so much. You've got three three presenters on there, a silly girl with a northern accent. They're, they forgot What they've forgotten on that programme, I don't, I don't doubt the intentions, they've forgotten they're talking to children. They appear mm. to be doing it because they all think they're terribly funny. And they've totally messed up the theme tune. Yes. Do you remember when, when they brought in Mike Oldfield? Dun, 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 yes. dun, dun, and, they, and he sort of jazzed it up. Yeah, I'm afraid now it's got three presenters who couldn't give a start. It all went downhill with sort of people like Gethin. You know, presenters who were too old for the audience they were talking to. Mm. You've, to be a children's presenter, ask, ask Chris Jarvis. Bring it's an back art. Christopher Trace. Christopher, well, a bit difficult. Yes, but I mean, but loads oh, of Singleton's people. Singleton's still around. Yes, she's certainly round. And you could bring her back. She'd be very good. <laughs> Other stories in the papers. The Princess Royal is 60. She's, uh, she's 60. Prin- oh, I thought she was older than that, but apparently she's 60. And she's still got the same hairstyle that she's had about 300 years, which is what I call the, uh, the oven loaf. You know, where yeah. all the hair is piled into the middle. It's a little bit dated. James uh, has said he's going to pay for the curry. Oh, we're going. <laughs> and can we bring friends? <laughs> You know, we've got a lot of friends that we can bring. Where are we going? We're go- he's going to put nice. all the details in my pigeonhole, so don't Fantastic. don't worry about it. It's all going to be remember. sorted out. Shall I stay in town next week? Then? Yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah, which is good. Um, and Hovis has recalled thousands of loaves amid fears they may contain pieces, pieces of glass. Oh, but the machine dropped off, didn't Apparently, it? yes. The company acted after five complaints from customers. This is their hearty oats loaf. You can actually... Re- 
uh, apply for a refund. If you go to the uh, the paper today, the mail have got it on page 27. It gives you a, a free post address. You can send the label back and they'll send you a refund. And uh, gay celebrities are off to number 10. Amanda Barry, newsreader Jane Hill and Duncan James, who they now call a gay celebrity. So there you go. It's interesting, isn't it? He's in the papers today. Back in a sec. LBC 90. Nathan, I thought we talked to Nathan. Oh, right. Talk, talk to you in a moment. Uh, my daughter, says Merle, had laser eye treatment some years ago when she was working in France. She had one eye done in the morning, second in the afternoon, was then given a video of the operation. I don't think she's ever watched it. I don't think she'd want to. Why would you want to watch that? Why would you want to watch that? Uh, rat and a snake problem with Nathan will have it in a second. And avoid spending ages at the checkout is the reason that many people... Go and buy online. However, which is the worst company where the wait is longest? Surprisingly, the company launched by Holly Willoughby and Fern Cotton. It's called very.co.uk. Six minutes, 45 seconds. And uh, before you can actually buy anything, they ask you personal questions like, how many children in your household? I'd go to another company. It's as simple as that. Why would you waste your time? Amazon, five minutes, 38 seconds. Would you know I order... On, on the one click with Amazon, I'm through in about a minute. Uh, Argos, four minutes nine. Moonpig is fi- quite quick. Play.com, Curry's, Boohoo, they're all at the same time. But I'm amazed at Amazon, five minutes, 38 seconds. I click on Amazon, buy, go to the checkout, I'm through with one click. You know, unless I want to change the address, in which case I've got addresses in my, in my book. My credit card is uh, inputted into the system, and it works fantastically. So now you know. 84850, uh, Heston Blumenthal's in the papers. He's going to be, apparently, you know, he's served up snail porridge and sardine sorbet. And now he's going to serve up the monarch, this is the Queen, what looks like a bowl of fruit. But in fact, we believe it's brains and testicles. I'm, not sure, I'm sure the Queen has eaten uh, worse. So it's going to be a fruit basket with sweetbreads and other assorted offal. Uh, and then the entree, baked salmon accompanied by glazed vegetables. Always sounds a bit exciting, doesn't it? Sounds lovely. Glazed ve- And then uh, dessert, strawberry gateau with cream on the side. How dull. You see, give them eaten mess, that's what I say. Oh, yeah. I like eaten mess. So but I'm not sure about the appetizer. A fruit basket filled with sweetmeats and other assorted offal, including brains and testicles. No thanks. I like queen of puddings as well. You just never find it anymore. What's the, is that Eve's pudding? No. Oh, it is called the queen of puddings, is it? Queen of puddings, it's called. Oh. It's like, um... It's like uh, a sponge base. I oh, think. right. I think sponge base. No. With uh, strawberry on top. Yeah. And um, meringue on top of that. No, oh, that sounds nice. That's lovely. Oh, that does. Yeah, well, that sounds lovely. <laughs> I quite like the sound yeah, of that. Yeah, the BBC in Birmingham, when Pebble Mill was around. Yeah. They used to have it on the Oh, the I like Pebble Mill. Every day, and it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, right. Oh, this week, incidentally, on Big Brother, vote out shabby, vote out shabby. OK, she's turned into some vile show-off. Uh, as indeed, you can vote out Sunshine as well. Let's get rid of the two of them. And Javan who's turned into something also very peculiar. All the Big Brother housemates have been told, incidentally, if you don't stop swearing, we'll stop showing you on the television, which, of course, is their worst nightmare. Mm. The language is pure filth. Pure filth. There's some poor old bag who is attempting to get into uh, Jovan's uh, brain and elsewhere. And, frankly, she should know better. But the language they come up with is just filth. As for Shabby, the sooner you're out, dear, and uh, back on the, uh, on the social, the better for everybody. Because then we can laugh at you even more. Uh, Nathan Morley, good morning. Good morning. Great to talk good to you. Do you know, strangely enough, I was looking at the uh, pictures the other day, sorry, on the LBC website, and the good picture of you, nice yeah. picture. Yeah. Very nice picture. Yeah. 
Hello. Yeah, hello. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all ears. Okay. Well, that's the trouble. I noticed on the LBC website on the pictures. I thought, <laughs> above. What is that? And somebody went. He's all ears. <laughs> yeah, su- subtlety is one of your strong qualities. <laughs> actually, my no, ears that's... are quite tiny. They are. They are Mine tiny, are... actually. Yeah, and uh, speaks of you know speaks of because I, I never listen to anybody anyway. So God probably realised. <laughs> Aren't ears a funny thing? Don't you think ears are funny? If you look at... I've started looking at people's ears on the train. And I spend a lot of time looking at people's ears. It's going to get carried off one day. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Because some people have got lobes and some people don't have lobes. Yeah, and some people have enormous ears, I know. and you don't, and you can know them for years and not even notice. And, and some and people then could, suddenly look at them. Could, could take off with them. You know, they've only got to flap their ears a few times, and they could be flying over the rooftops. <laughs> uh, I, I apologise if, if I apologise if it does sound a little bit uh, uh, stilted this morning because the line is very bad. It is terrible, uh, so isn't I it? Can, I can hear you in the distance, so it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm filing a report from Afghanistan or something. Anyway, but... Muriel, <laughs> do you have a message for our soldiers back home? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, but I'd like to hear anything from Bing Crosby, especially for Mother and Pops. Well, especially for you and all at Garrison 1234, out there in Cyprus, we have Bing Crosby singing... <laughs> oh, yes, Gone Fishing. Now, you see, what wasn't that wonderful? I, I was... Uh, um, listening, funnily enough, to the, the theme uh, from that, I can't remember what it was called, I think it was, some, oh, somebody will know, the theme from Two-Way Family Favourites. It was played on the radio the, the other day, and it was, was that the one that goes... No, no, that was... No, that wasn't Two-Way. Two-Way Family Favourites was a very sleepy, beautiful piece, and I can't remember what it will come to be. It was very, it was a lovely, lovely piece of music. I'll dig it out and send you a clip before the end of your show oh, today. You really must. How lovely of you. God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I, now, it's wonderful to have all, all these memories. I wasn't even born then. I, well, I, I don't know. know where I picked them up from. Well, I think mm. it, the trouble is, you know, when you get to a certain age, I've discovered we actually start absorbing information. Hmm. Mm. You're probably right. It was with a song in my right. heart. It was with a with what? a song in my That's heart. That's right. It was with a song in my heart. And they used the version by Andre Costellanitz. You've got it. But Paul Savory to the rescue. And I tell you what, I'll do. I've got it somewhere here. And I heard it on the wireless the other day. And I thought, oh, that is super duper. I'll send you a little clip. And maybe if Amanda's feeling funky, she'll play it for us. At some point, <laughs> that would be. She's really looking thrilled. She's very happy. She, well, I know. Well, Amanda is, you know, one of these young hip kids on the block. Yeah, she's yeah. winding up. There's the nothing like a nice piece of orchestra <laughs> from '36. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I see that the uh, the BBC have uh, been blasted for the shy, uh, shabby Iron Apple yeah. show. Now we know about this old bag. This is the woman with the asbo who has been filmed. I mean, she's been barred from every pub and club. She's an old drunk. She's on benefits. Frankly, yeah. you know, the sooner she drinks herself to death, the happier people would be. The BBC are filming her in Ionapur, spending our money flying people out there. Uh, it is reported yeah. she's saved up her unemployment benefit to have a two-week holiday. Well, well you know, this people is, too much blooming unemployment benefits. There's two angles to this story, you see. You've got the one of people in the UK being outraged that your taxes, you are paying your hard-earned money to the BBC... And they are sending camera crews and and expenses and producers to come here to 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 Ayanapa and film a woman on a 
on a, a, a drinking binge. That's outrageous, first of all. That's where your tax is. Secondly, Ian Apple has changed so much over the years, she's going to be pretty disappointed because it's quite a sedate little family resort now. And, and obviously, from the angle here, the tourism chiefs here are just fed up with the fact... How, how can the BBC come here and, and, and broadcast this kind of stuff? Assume that Ian Appa is what it was ten years ago. You know, do you remember those days when it was kind of a lager-lout paradise? Yes, yes I do. It was, it was all the people from Leicester and Nottingham, yeah. they went there and they just got drunk and women were seen flaunting themselves around bars and all the blokes were drunk. Oh, just ghastly. It's changed, though, Steve. It really is not the same town anymore. And, and whoever does the research and the production of these programmes, I mean, they need their heads examining. They're so out of touch with reality. Well, that's silly uh, researchers, and, uh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, go on, you go on, because when I saw the story, and I know the reaction here is people, they just roll their eyes. They think, God, you would expect this, wouldn't you, from some crappy, cheap satellite channel, which mm. nobody watches, but from the BBC, well, you've got to ask yourself, has this corporation lost all direction? They just like uh, wasting uh, money on BBC Three, I'm afraid. What is BBC Three? Is this, well, is this it's like another this offshoot for wasting One money. Extra? Yes, it's 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 another way they 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 can pretend on BBC One and Two. Oh, we're really saving money, but I'm afraid they're shoving it in shed loads onto BBC Three to turn out the kind of programme that two sheep and a researcher are watching. But you're right, it's the researchers yeah. going, let's send somebody to Ionapa without realising that it's now a family resort. She's about as welcome there as a trumpet in South Africa. <laughs> I don't understand, you know, because people in Britain are quite happy, and I've never understood this with, with uh, the, 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 kind of the way people in Britain react to, to the broadcasting system, that if you had to pay, because you don't have to pay for it here, mm. but if I had to pay to something from my salary to contribute towards running it, I would actually be very concerned about, you know, what, what the output is. Yeah. And when they're sending, I don't know how many hundreds to the World Cup, staying in five-star hotels, uh, well, you know, why is that necessary? Well, it's, why is uh, that the, necessary? the BBC you... have always known how to waste your money. Mm. They've done it very well. I've always said, if you go to a, a BBC radio programme, the equivalent to this one, there'll be about between 10 and 20 people working on it. Yeah. Because, Sh it's because they can, waste. because they can waste your money. There's only 400 well, people. Well, uh, why yeah. people put up with it? Well, 400, as, as Paul just said, are going to Glastonbury for the BBC. It's the biggest freebie known to man. <laughs> it's 400. It is. It's laughable, isn't it? And Glastonbury you is watched by less... You can't make it up. You really can't make it up. Glastonbury is watched by less than a million people on all the BBC. Hardly worth bothering. I mean, if anybody with any common sense, you could send a couple of presenters and a few technicians there, couldn't you? You don't even I mean, need you that. really could. You don't need that. <laughs> Nobody gives a stuff about Glastonbury. A few, a few peculiar people in caftans warning about the sun is coming up in the morning. You know, nobody's <laughs> interested. <laughs> They're all doolallies. Yeah. Uh, you sound like you've been to Glastonbury. Glastonbury. I've never been to Glastonbury. I've always thought it was for, for aged hippies who wander about yeah. in caftans and sandals and sort of eat sort uh. of vegetable curry and stuff like that and sit there listening to, you know, somebody who's doing a folk band. Well, I like, I have to be honest with you, I flick through the, um, the, the satellite network from time to time when I'm, uh, you know, pottering about, and I came across Radio 1 Extra, uh, which is a, 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 a new music urban effort. I think it's got a couple of listeners, two or three. Two. Uh, actually, I've got a couple of friends who work on it. But I don't understand what they're talking about, because it's all this kind of London-speak, uh, gangster-type, uh, you know, spiel. 
And if you haven't ever heard this radio station, have you? No. I think there's I a couple of people outside listen. of Global. It, oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, Global and Classical, don't they? Classic. Yes, yes we, we have Classic, oh, XFM, channel. Capital, we have LBC, Capital Gold, Hearts, we have everything. Well, when you see Simon Bates, he was playing some lovely classical the other day. He was playing some old pieces from the movies. I oh, see Simon every day. Do you? Well, you say uh, he's got a loyal fan in Cyprus. Mr mm. Chaz and I, we do enjoy his work. Sometimes I actually <laughs> have to push his wheelchair into the lift. It's marvellous. He's really good value. <laughs> oh, bless him. So uh, he got rid of the home help, did he? He did get he's rid of the home in. help. <laughs> no, oh, I always <laughs> see him every morning by, by the coffee machine. He's, he's doing very well out there. But uh, it's right. <laughs> Nobody's interested. I mean, put it right. I think there's about 300 people go to the Chelsea Flower Show. It's what's commonly known at the BBC as a freebie. And whilst the BBC yeah. come up with a load of old claptrap about how they're saving money, they're doing no such thing at Oh, it, it's one of the things which just makes me... I mean, the, the expenses that the BBC have on pointless uh, events yes. um, uh, is the, the amount other stations have as a total budget. I you mean, want to watch Country File. I think it's Country File, where, you know, one presenter used to better manage it. Now, I think there's about 15 presenters. I turn on the other mm. night, and we have uh, dreary old uh, Anne Robinson who really is so past her sell-by. And <laughs> in the time I was watching, five presenters hove into view on a programme that doesn't even last an hour. Five presenters. What a waste of yeah. money. There's the overpaid... You know, what about what? Yeah. Oh, no, what I'm listening, I'm listening. I... She Hello? said, what about your infestation? Oh, my infestation. Oh, quick. don't start me on that. Don't start me on that, because I've been gardening all yesterday. I had to prune my oleanders, I had to cut down some of my palm tree leaves. I, the yeah. farmer Stavros, across the road in his field, has been mowing or ploughing or whatever it is these people do, and suddenly rats have turned up on oh, our trees. Dear God. Uh, I, oh, I, don't even, I don't even want to go on into this now, because just to compound matters, there's an enormous snake outside. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's really... It's just... But do, do snakes not eat rats? Uh, well, not this one. I've got an idea for the BBC before I go. Okay. Solve Nathan's rat and snake problem live. They yeah. can send a crew of exterminators and, you know, these are uh, idiotic people who fix houses, you know, with Cockney accents. You know the ones I mean? Yes. Always, uh, they end up on these gardening shows. Right, do a bit of this, do a bit of that. I'll quite happily, uh, be part of this programme. I, I have to, I'm, I'm putting your name forward. They're probably listening now as they mosey into work. Yeah, well, I'm, tr- I'm, trying to, I'm starting a campaign to keep Dominic Littlewood off the television. You know, I'm bored <laughs> with little, little midget bald people. I mean, I'm really fed up with them. I've decided we've had enough of people talking like that. And he also can't pronounce the letter H. He pronounces it uh, H. H. Hate. Oh, I ask you. Him. Once you've heard it once, you want to slap his little hairy legs. You really do. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk well, next week. Have somebody there to tell him. Yes, lovely. We'll talk next week. <laughs> God bless and uh, have a lovely week. God bless you and all who sail in you. <laughs> yeah, and you too, Governor, innit? Yeah, we'll talk. All right, mate. Bye. Yeah. So there you go. Anybody's listening from the BBC and they're thinking of sending that stupid woman out there. Ionapara is now a family resort, okay? They don't want drunks. They don't want anybody with an ASBO, thank you very much indeed. These are the headlines. Details of a shake-up of banking regulations announced by the Chancellor will be revealed later. A 15-year-old boy is in a serious condition after being stabbed in the street in Tottenham last night. And children as young as five should be given lessons in sex, relationships and alcohol. That's according to the health watchdog, Nice. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. It's Jay Louise. Thank you very much, Steve. Going to start with some good news. Day, June the 24th. Morning, everybody. It's 12 minutes to six. Brin knew that two-way family favourites was With a song in my heart.
It's a very, it's a lovely piece of music. It I is. like it. There are certain bits of music that you use all the time, and that would be one of them. Jason says, did you collect your um, iPhone 4 yesterday? No, because I misread the stupid email. They're not released till next week. And so it says on it, because on my thing it said you can collect from 8am on the 24th, it says in very small letters. So um, I'm collecting it next week. So there you go. I thought it was a bit unusual. I was getting mine before anybody else. Uh, Richard, says, this is Sarah, says, I agree with you about Copenhagen. Richard and I went on a mini-cruise from Harwich to Copenhagen a few years ago, and I must say it was very disappointing. I know we did go on Marathon Day, but there was nothing there apart from the Tivoli Gardens. Very boring. For lunch, cold melon and bacon soup, followed by some salt beef. We will not be returning there in a hurry. I agree. It is the most boring place under the sun. People go, wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. Well, it was dreary, dreary. The good news is you don't tip. They have signs in all the taxis. Do not tip the taxi driver. Of course, over here, you'd be shot for less. But uh, over there, they don't expect you to tip. The Tivoli Gardens is nice once you've done it once. It's a bit cutesy-cutesy. A bit like the Prater, only on a sort of slightly smaller scale. And, uh, and the rest of it, boring as hell. Boring as hell. Dale and I stayed in a hotel, the very modern, where you could open the windows. And we were in a, this tower block. Yes. You could open the windows. And mm. so, in theory, you could fall out mm. quite easily because they opened completely. And the bathrooms were mirrored. Well, I'm telling you now, mirrored bathrooms with bright lights are not good. Not attractive. Nobody looks good. Start naked in bright lights. Or any light or at any all. Or any light at all, actually. <laughs> the, the darker it is, the happier we're going to be. Yes. Now, somebody's written in to say that the, uh, the Royal Tournament's coming back. It's absolutely true. It is. It is. My favourite, favourite thing at Earl's Court. Labour banned it. A rather stupid mistake, I always thought. I don't think they banned it. They just decided they weren't going to support well, it Well, anyway. to be honest with you, it was fantastic. If ever we should be supporting the troops, and it used to have the, uh, the guns That's where they right. had to assemble... Do you know it's been gone for 11 years? Yes, and I, I went to years. nearly the last one. I went there when I worked for BFBS. Oh, Lord. And I went backstage, and it was fantastic. It was just great. Well, they've brought, back, brought it back in style because the event will be n- narrated live this year by Anthony Andrews. Oh, right, OK. Where's jo- it going to be? At, at Earl's Court. At Earl's Court? Yes. Joanna Lumley. Oh, right. Stephen Fry. Oh, good Lord. And Judy Dench. Oh, blimey. So you couldn't get more British than, than that, could you? Well, they, it should always be there, because it was something that made us feel very patriotic. And it's featuring 500 troops and more than 145 horses this year. There you go. Book for it. Book for it. It's fantastic. Uh, Steve, has Dickinson's real deal improved yet? No. No. Actually, anything that he does hasn't improved at all, I'm afraid. On the subject of uh, children's television, uh, Louis says, Sean the Sheep is top viewing in our household. Sean the Sheep's very funny, apparently. The kids love it, as do uh, I. No one's under 16. It's fantastic. Don't go there with Danny's house, though. I don't, no. want, I don't know what Danny's no house is. But somebody else w- was talking about um, children's television. And the dumbing down, of course, started with, uh, with Dick and Dom, <laughs> I think. Otherwise known as the act with, well, it wasn't two Doms. And uh, they're, uh, <laughs> they're on the television. And frankly, they were just unfunny. They tried to move them to adult television. And uh, somebody at the BBC suddenly realised that they were just the one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very good walking into a big gallery and shouting bogeys. But frankly, you know, it appeals to perhaps people who is, whose mind has wandered off somewhere. Sarah says, good to hear about your successful eye surgery, Paul. I'm having mine done next week. Did you have LASIK or LASIK? I have no idea. He doesn't know. 
He's had I have a, the one where it had the, a sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I have the one where they they lift up the flap and then do a bit of lasering underneath and then put the flap back down again. Right. Okay. I'm reading this book at the moment about this woman who's a mortuary assistant. <laughs> And I tell you, I sat on the train That's yesterday... That's got nothing to do with laser eye surgery. I tell you, I was, I'm fascinated by what's going on here. I couldn't do it. Anyway, she has nothing to worry about. It doesn't even hurt. Doesn't hurt. You feel a little bit of pressure. Yeah. And that's it. She's in Sheffield. It really hurts. It really, doesn't, really hurts. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I went to Sheffield once. There's another place you don't want to go to. Yeah, I went to Sheffield once. Yeah. We went, yes, we went. I could tell you a story about Sheffield. Stephen Harlington says, if Hogarth knew what chaos it would cause, I doubt he would have built that roundabout. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. It's because his house is the other side of it. Do your legs look like a Queen Anne desk? I just don't have great legs. I mean, I just really don't have great legs. Some, and I, I think the people around here be the judge of it, but I'm not, I, you'll never, ever oh, see on, me walk in here. Roll up your trousers. Let's have a look. Sorry? Roll up your trousers. No, I'm not going to roll up my trousers to satisfy some fantasy that you've got about me. Although there are pictures on the LBC website. Though not me showing my legs. But if you go to Biggin Hill on the Saturday, you might see me in a pair of shorts. Yeah, I noticed after they updated the pictures. I've got a little... That awful picture of me. Well, I'm going to wear the very tight pair that, uh, that Bruno wore in that film... I thought I'd wear those. Oh, you've got the uh, the Bruno outfit. The Bruno outfit, yes. Uh, Val says, the trouble with children's television is it shouts at them. The downfall started with uh, Dom and Dick. Absolutely. Uh, Paul in Hampshire. Uh, I'm trying to eat healthy for our... Would you say a large tube of Jaffa cakes is acceptable? Oh, absolutely. It's yes. part of your five a day. On a rye vita. Yes, on a rye vita. They're yes. really good. And with peanut butter on top. Mm. Really, really good. And uh, Sharon is in the Oval. So I'm going through a hard time at the moment. And you're putting a smile on my face. Seems quite nice. We, we try to do that most mornings. Oh, yes, I've got my food gallery. Oh, the, I've got Steve Allen... What? Food gallery. I've got recipes. My, Steve, Steve's likes and dislikes. So if you want some recipes, they're on the LBC website. Oh, the recipes aren't on. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're to come. There is a great one going up for sprout ice cream. <laughs> How do you know that? We th- I thought that we were keeping that... Si- How did you know about that? Amanda told me. We're doing sprout ice cream. That's amazing. This is good. Just sprouts mixed with ice cream. It's not actually... I mean, it is sprout ice cream. <laughs> it's just... What I've done is... Because I, I did sprouts yesterday, and admittedly, I think I might have overcooked them a little bit. Because when I took them out, they were a little bit soggy. They were soggier than I'm used to having them. I did them with some little round... You left them in for five hours instead of four. <laughs> well, three, actually. But they were... I think I'd had the heat too high. I should have been on Regulo 3. I think I was on Regulo 4. Regulo 3? Yeah. Regulo. <laughs> and I did them... I did some little beef pâtés... It's what they and, used to call it before the war. Yeah, before the Regulo 3. <laughs> Put them on Regulo 3 for 24 hours. Uh, Steve, I'm a new listener as well. Lots of new listeners here. And, Steve, you undid an extra button on your shirt. Be careful. You'll get a reputation. I already have a reputation. It's the extra button I can do with. Uh, Hope Paul's treatment went well, says Noreen. Yes, thank you, Noreen. <laughs> and can you thank Amanda and Clive for sorting the podcast out that was missing? Heard it Wednesday afternoon, so... Yeah, just oh, just Amanda, OK? Just Amanda. Clive did nothing with that at all, OK, Noreen? She said she spoke to him personally, but anyway. Uh, they booked to see the bootleg Beatles next March. They're great. They are great. They are fantastic. Next March? Next March. I managed to get Lady next Gaga March. tickets. That seems a long way away, doesn't it? I'm going to see Lady Gaga, can you believe, in December? You are? Yes, I'm me. going to see Oliver. Oliver's coming... Uh, they're relaunching Oliver again. Again, Yeah, but this mm-hmm. time they've got a special media performance and uh, Ron Moody's going to make an appearance. Oh, fantastic. Which is very good. During the week, I'm not sure if I'm going to go. I haven't quite decided. And also Wicked, 
has taken, since it started, a hundred million pounds. A hundred. The producer, Michael McCabe, very close personal friend of mine, uh, is very, very happy indeed. And it's doing fantastic I business. I bet he is. He's, he couldn't be happier, actually. <laughs> Michael and I go back many... I think he's one of Darren's oldest friends. The same chap wrote uh, another great musical called Pippin. Oh, I remember which, Pippin. Which I've got really these, hasn't yes. been around very no. much. Really very good. I saw a revival of it in uh, Los Angeles <gasps> about three years ago. Tell you what was awful what? on the television what? yesterday. Awful. They've got different people doing this chat show, now that Paul O'Grady's not there. So you have Peter Andre, who was ghastly. Natalie Cassidy, awful. Even worse, Phil and that woman who do the relocation, relocation, relocation. Phil and Kirsty. <gasps> Dreadful. I mean, so bad. You sud- it makes you suddenly appreciate. When you hear somebody who can do it and it's effortless, between five and seven every morning, weekdays, LBC 97.3, you suddenly realise it's a gift. When you watch two experienced television presenters who might be very good at doing the location, 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 but when it comes to presenting a chat show, diabolical. Mm. And then they have on David Essex from Over the Road. Because it's not doing great business. Is it not? It's not doing great business. But they then do what amounted to an advert in the middle of the show. I mean, literally, they took the advert from the television and they played it back on the programme. I thought that was illegal. But there you go. I'm quite sure they know what they're doing down at Olga. But uh, Noreen says, a few friends, all I know through you, are not too good right now, so send them lots of love. We absolutely send them lots of love. So so good luck to everybody there. We have to take a, a short break in a moment. And um, oh, we'll talk to Roger Foss as well. Because this weekend, it's West End Live in Leicester Square. You can come down. I think it's on Saturday and Sunday. And you can watch all the West End shows. They'll be performing on the stage. Doesn't cost a penny piece. And we'll be taking a look at a new play at the Arts Theatre called Lilies of the Land, about the land girls from the Second World War. We'll have a look at the horse racing, because it's Royal Ascot. They were all down there. The great, the good, the chav. And uh, we're back in a moment. After 400 metres... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Steve Allen's Bizarre Taste in Food is on the LBC website. And you can email as well, actually, if you've got uh, strange food loves or hates, go to lbc.co.uk. You can also learn how to podcast. You can learn about Big and Hit. There's everything on there. Just everything. Including photo- photographs of all our contributors. With their- I read them this morning, uh, no, yesterday, actually, when it was sort of, you know, where did you meet Steve Allen? Yes. Some was in, you know, custody suites, and mm. uh, some were out on bail and things like that. And so we had a good look, and uh, now you've got Steve Allen's bizarre taste in food. I think it's all perfectly normal, although we have found the oddest picture of a curry you've ever seen. So we don't know where we got that one from. It does look very strange. I should imagine the restaurant has since gone or been closed yeah, down or something like that. Yes, the curry is very odd. I've never seen a curry that looks like that in my life. I, if, if that arrived on a plate, it would be going back immediately. Mm, it doesn't look very appetising, does it? It looks, uh, it looks a little bit like... Do you remember years ago you could buy a thing called a Vesta curry? Oh, the, yes, the dried stuff. That's right. And the Vesta curry came in a dehydrated pack, but with it came some strips of <coughs> stuff which you dropped in hot oil, and immediately they quadrupled in size. That's right, it's the crispy... Crispy noodle, noodle crispy things. Noodles, they called them, but, but they weren't crispy. They were noodles. rubbish, and uh, it was the, the British version of what a curry... My mother used to make a curry... But she did it with bananas and sultanas and apple. I know. Bananas. Well, she, she used to have a lazy Susan. I have, I have something for you. Have you? Yeah, absolutely. A, a, recipe, for me. a recipe. Oh, a Dead recipe. Easy. Not this one. Okay. Another one. Last night, we couldn't be bothered to go out. In the cupboard, we had a tin of Spam. Oh, how lovely. So we chopped up the Spam into little quarter-inch squares. Oh, right. 
fried it quickly in the wok, yeah. so it goes crispy on the outside. Right. Put in some tom- chopped up tomatoes, tomatoes and a packet of Uncle Ben's tomato rice. Oh, oh it was. Was lovely. it lovely? Yeah. You should have had it with mashed potato with grated Dead cheese easy. on the top. You see, I love spam fritters. Spam I fritters. Like spam. I mean, I spam is really bad. They, they relaunched it. It's just. It's very fatty. Well, yes. I like corned beef hash. Oh, me too. In fact, I could eat any of that now, actually. But I also, a beef burger and batter was quite nice, too. Mm. Uh, no, all the, all the awful stuff, I'm no, afraid. What, beef burger and batter? Oh, yeah, you can go into... Like they do in a, a sausage and batter in a fish and chip shop, they do a beef burger and batter, yeah. if they're really low-class low, low class fish and chip shops. But they're lovely. There's something about biting into it and all that, all that oil running down your face. Yes, when I lived in Scotland... Did the, you? The fish and, yes, for a short time. Good yeah. Lord. We never knew that. Oh, ah. Do you know, every every and week that he's here, like, we know, we learn something new about Paul. I lived Paul. in Scotland for a short time, and the fish and chip shops up there, of course, they do the, uh, the black pudding and the white Ugh. pudding and God, no, thank all you. of this. But mm. the best thing they ever did was deep-fried salmon. Deep-fried just like, salmon? Just like you can buy cotton chips. You, yeah. you could have battered salmon and chips. Oh, was it lovely? Wonderful. I do like salmon, actually. I and mean, Salmon is actually very good value. At the yeah, moment. Well, yeah, but it's all it? farmed. It's farmed salmon, now, yes. It? Well, you can buy wild salmon, which I don't like as much. Oh, I, I, like, I like farmed salmon, I'm afraid. I'm a little bit peculiar in that d- department. But I, I do like it, with, 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 especially with sprouts cleaning. <laughs> I've given him a cloth to clean his iPad with. And isn't it brilliant? It is. It's a Scotch-Brite cloth. So you're, you're, you're very happy with that one. Oh, I am, totally. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Louis is from South End. Do you know, I've not been to South End. We talked about uh, South End the other day. Because I used to go down there when I was, uh, when I was very young to go to the Kersal. And we used to have a... There was a thing there where you could knock a lady out of bed. Uh, I don't know why. And she was in... And you threw your balls. And... If you were lucky enough. And if you hit the circle in the middle, it tipped her out of bed into a tank of water. And that was... That, we thought that was entertainment when we were younger. And we liked it a lot. Now, listen, for those of you who don't know, you can actually make... Brussels sprout ice cream. I know it sounds awful, but listen, people have eaten snail ice cream. Heston Blumenthal will do this one. You take some sprouts, some single cream, some large eggs, some caster sugar and vanilla extract, and if you blend the sprouts and the cream until it's smooth, heat the cream, the two egg yolks and the sugar to a custard-like texture, leave it to cool. Once the mixture is cold, stir in the sprout mixture, the vanilla extract and the remaining cream, Place in an ice cream maker, begin the freezing process, whisk the egg whites until fluffy and add to the mixture. And there you have it, sprout ice cream. Now, you might be thinking, there's nothing that you can't put in ice cream. You can do anything with it. I quite fancy myself curry ice cream. That would be a I'm not sure about snail. I saw some snails the other day. They were using them in a recipe on the television, Paul. And they were cut it. Oh, they're snails. They're not meant to be eaten. Mm. I don't think. Well, I didn't think they were. Don't you like escargot? No, I don't. No. no, I don't eat anything like that, I'm afraid. Uh, congratulations on your photo exposure section. However, the picture taken with you, uh, with Alan, after the show would suggest that the pea supers have returned to Leicester Square. Is that, where is that? No, I think both the pictures are very good. They, were, they weren't taken outside, were they? They were inside. Home? Yeah. Oh, they were taken... Ah, they're actually the winter ones. So they were... Which ones were they? It was foggy. That's right, it was very foggy. Yeah, you have got a, a <clears throat> scarf on <laughs> inside <course>. the studio. <laughs> well, to be quite honest, sometimes we sit here in the morning, ladies and gentlemen, and it's that cold. <laughs> it really is. It is. It's uh, now, Barbara's very happy to hear about your surgery. Uh, like him, I'm hypermetropic. 
which is long-sighted. You're hypermetropic. Okay. But didn't fancy surgery. I went for glasses with very focal lenses. No prescription at the top of the lens and graduating to the reading. Much cheaper than surgery and I get to wear some sexy-looking specs. You see, I think glasses are really, really sexy. I I love wearing glasses. Well, also, it's because I can't see without them. (laughs) But I love wearing glasses. Did you not like wearing them? I know you keep losing them. Yes, it's just the fact that I kept on forgetting to take them. When I went out. Yeah. Um, Couldn't you have them round your neck, like Miss Marple? Like Larry Grayson. Like Larry Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, do you wear glasses to the supermarket? Yes. Well, you have to. But the trouble is, if I'm wearing sunglasses, and I wear sunglasses quite a lot, if I take them off, you've then got to hang on to them, take your glasses out, put them on to read what the thing says. It's sell-by dates I can't read. Mm. Ridiculous. I can't read anything. Well, I I can now. Yeah, that's very. I'm very impressed, actually. Uh, Ray says, Steve, what does a man to the producer do? Well, thereby hangs a tale. If only we knew. I've looked at the job description. There's no resemblance to anything that goes on in here. Really. First of all, you know, make sprouts. You know, bring sprouts in. Bring food in. Gift wrap. And uh, she makes sprouts. She can grow them in a window box. <laughs> My strawberries are coming on a treat, actually. But today we've got cherries. Yes. Because Homegrown. it's... They're not homegrown, actually. These are from France. They're French cherries. I'm going to bring my strawberries in, Amanda, later. Yeah, Very pushy. But, I mean, so I've given her cherries today. She's never satisfied. Whatever you bring in. Wanted broccoli. You know, she bring in cherries. You know, so, so you bring in broccoli. Wanted, wanted tomatoes. You bring in tomatoes. I want something else. It's just hopeless. Honestly, no, no pleasing this woman at all. Uh, Shelley says, are you going to the music event on Saturday on Twickenham Green? F- great bands, including Four Wheel Drive at 5pm, a fab local band. Thank you, Shelley. I might wander up there. I can generally be seen wandering about Twickenham most days. I have to. I live there. It's, you know, it's like Paul is often to be seen, well, not often without armed guards, but he does walk out there occasionally, don't you? I do. Yes. I do. No more swearing on Big Brother. Otherwise, they'll say, uh, in fact, Big Brother said it makes you sound ignorant, inarticulate and stupid. I think that kind of sums them all up anyway, doesn't it? News headlines, Jim Diamond. After the banking crisis. Oh, there you are. It's uh, 17 minutes past six. Uh, Dawn says, you know how Steve Hargraves kind of mocked Bon Jovi saying they don't do anything else? They've been doing the same set for years. Well, it's not quite true. At their Twickenham Stadium gig in 2008, which I went to on their last Lost Highway album tour, they included songs from the album. And uh, I told Steve on Twitter they've included the new songs. And then my O2 gig was two hours, 40 minutes, with 26 songs. And Steve then says, 26 songs. That Bon Jovi have some extra stamina for a bunch of old fellas. Must have some extra Duracell batteries stored under their hair. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to look at the Scissor Sisters album cover, which Steve said was very rude with a man in tight trousers. If it had been a front view, I can imagine it being rude. But uh, it was a back view. So there yes. you go. And it's, <laughs> on, it's on billboards. It's on, on the billboards. Yeah. And the song is great. The song is really good. Yes, we liked I it. Heard it. Yes, Steve played good. it the other day. I liked it a lot. Roger Foss is my man in the front row. Certainly in the front row it... for, uh, for Wicked, who's now taken, as I said earlier, on 100 million at the box office. And Michael McCabe is a very happy producer. Yes, he's smiling like a Cheshire cat, isn't I would just, imagine. Isn't he just? Doing fantastically well. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Really? Nice to and, see. Uh, I, was, I said earlier on that um, I turned on the television the other day to see some dreadful chat show uh, with Kirsty and Phil, and they had David Essex on. Uh, oh, yes. his show at the back. Unfortunately, it's not doing fantastic business. It's OK, but uh, he's yeah. coming out for a week to go on tour. So at the end yes, of this month, he's coming, and I'm thinking, oh, dear, it's dangerous times to start coming out of shows. 
Well, it is really, isn't it? And and the only reason you'd want to go and see all the fun of the fair at the garage is for David. See David Essex. Yeah. You want to see David wandering on, don't you? You don't yeah. really want to see an understudy. No, true. It's the fact that he's actually in it that is the draw. Yeah. And of course, at this time of the year as well, with the uh, with the World Cup on, and I think everybody in the West End had sort of braced themselves to think, well, okay, so it, the box office is going to take a bit of a dip during this period. Uh, which is uh, traditionally a fairly quiet time anyway, May to June sort of thing. So, um, so yes, I, I, I hope all the fun of the fair <laughs> does reasonably okay, though, because it's going to be one of the shows at uh, West End Live this weekend, apparently, oh. uh, on that big stage that they've erected in Leicester Square, just opposite your building. I was walking through there last yep. night, and I noticed... It's big, isn't it? They it's already there. That's one huge. of the biggest it's... directions that we've had outside there in the square. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I've, I've well, not seen I've not seen one that, that size for a long time. No, quite absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and also, of course, there's all those stalls that are going up too. Yes, I noticed yeah. because um, I'd forgotten that as well as seeing lots of companies from the West End shows on stage live, including, of course, uh, Cast of Wicked mm. and uh, uh, Sister Act. And, uh, oh, all of them, really, I suppose, more or less. Uh, Hair, Oliver, Jersey Boys, Mamma Mia, Avenue Q, Priscilla, um, oh. and uh, The Lion King, Greece. They're all going to be on stage but over, on those two days. But the stalls are already being erected, and I think there's going to be a stall there from Pollock's Toy Shop, which I think... Oh, excellent. Oh, ex- oh, we love that. Yes. Peter we love Baldwin Pollux. runs that, doesn't he? Yes. The actor who was, of course, Derek Wilson in Coronation yes. Street. Yes. So I'm hoping he's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love Pollux. Anything to do with toy theatres. It's a lovely little shop. It really, I've got all sorts of little things in there. But I think the yes. idea that it's free and that you can come down to Leicester Square. And is it Saturday and Sunday? It's Saturday and Sunday. Right. But I would say to anyone thinking of going early on to get there early. Yes. Because... You'd be surprised. There are queues that go all the way from... There are four corners, aren't there, yes. uh, to get into Leicester Square. And I think they open one of the corners first up in the morning. And the queue goes all the way around to what, where the uh, Swiss Centre used to be. It's yeah. right up that street there. So uh, get there early, I would say, or, um, or wait for a bit later when you can finally yeah. get in. But it really is amazing. It's packed. Absolutely packed. And so it and should be. So it, I wish they did it in Trafalgar Square. The reason I say that is because you can get more people in Trafalgar Square and then you could put the big screen up and everything. And you could re- Leicester Square, comparatively, is, is, you know, a quarter of the size. Yeah, it's a bit of a tight squeeze, isn't it? I don't know why that is. I, it may be something to do with Westminster Council because West End Live is put on by Westminster Council. So it may be that mm. they want to use Leicester Square. I don't know. But, yes, it's big enough to take... Uh, Trafalgar Square easily. Yes, yes, exactly. So, and then all the tourists would, would get it, and all the people who just wander. You know, it's really good. If it gets people into West End Theatre, then good. But it's free, ladies and gentlemen. So, Saturday and Sunday, if you're a fan of theatre, or you just want some free entertainment, get yourself a cup of coffee. In fact, at any of the cafes around Leicester Square, you can sit down, have a cup of coffee, and you'll hear it. Yes, so, even if you true. can't see it, <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> I wish that yeah. they had there. The only thing I wish is I wish the stage was open. Because what they've done is they've, they've only done it open on one side, and that's the side facing the audience. Whereas, in fact, if it was open on all the sides, as they were performing, say, in the round, everybody around the square could get to see it. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would make it much front. better because you've got to be at the front to see the cast. I mean, I can stay here in this mm. building and open the window and hear it, but I'd quite like if they didn't have the side walls on, we could hear, we could see it as well. Yeah, and I've been trying to find out who's going to be the guest presenter this year because uh, Biggins did it. Uh, last year, and he's absolutely fantastic, so yes. I'm hoping that he might be back again. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, the other <laughs> show we must mention uh, very briefly is at the Arts Theatre called Lilies of the Land. Yes, I know this is all about the land girls, you know, the women's land army. Yeah. And I remember that film, there was a movie a couple of years back with Anna Friedel, wasn't there? But this is, uh, this is really good. It's all about those women who mucked out the pigs and ploughed the fields and pulled up the mangelwurzels and milk the cows and they actually it was they who really brought in the harvest to to feed britain during the second world war when all the blokes were away they were all fighting the war so there they were in their jumpers and bridges and pitchforks and jumping on hay ricks and uh, and and this play is really quite interesting because it's been put together by a company called the lion's part and they put a letter into i think it was saga magazine and they asked members of the well, former members of the, of the Women's Land Army, former land girls, to send them reminiscences and send them details about their experiences. And they got lots of replies, and that's how they put this together. So you've got... It's really put together as though it's four women, four women talking about what happened in their experiences during the war. Mm. And it starts with... Actually, quite surprisingly, it starts with Winston Churchill's death in 1965. I remember uh, it. Winston dies, and they're thinking, oh, they're listening to... the to the announcement on the radio and it prompts their memories and they look back to the time when they, they hadn't got a clue about what these girls, no clue whatsoever about what country life was like. They can't tell one end of a cow from another and they soon learn. It soon becomes a big shock when they have to muck out the pigs and all sorts of things. One posh girl suddenly discovers what an outside toilet is and yes. it's it's really quite interesting. I think I it was, it it was almost as the, uh, the same as the experiences for all the kids who were evacuated during the war. Some of them had very good experiences. Some of them had terrible experiences where they were yeah, abused but, by the families that they went to stay with because they were only there because the families got money. That's right. Well, these, well the, the land army, I think, were paid something like 28 shillings a week, mm. something which is, I don't know how much that is now, but it's not very not much. A lot. And there's one girl in this, who talks about she's come from Tyneside and she thinks, oh, I don't want to go in the Nassie. I don't want to do something boring. I'll go on this big adventure. And look at the fantastic uniform you get. You know, yes. you get these nice pullovers and, and dungarees. And, but she goes onto a farm and it's absolutely horrible. She's in the middle of nowhere. She's treated like a skivvy. The farmer who owns it is, is an absolute beast. Yes. And it's just extraordinary. And little details as well which are interesting, like um, you suddenly realise, well, yes, you're working on a farm and it's the middle of winter, and, and this is not really like the kind of farms we have today. So there are all these girls out on the farm there, and it's freezing cold. The only way they can keep their frozen hands warm is by sticking them on the cow's udders in the morning. <laughs> Actually, I, I must oh, tell you, before we go any further, that Toby Anstis is hosting uh, West End Live. Oh, it's to oh, right, okay. Toby's doing it. All right. Well, that's okay. Yeah. It's not quite the same as Biggins, but now that there you are. <laughs> it's as good. Put it this way, <laughs> younger and better looking than Biggins. Slightly slimmer. And he too. has played the Teen Angel, remember. He was in Greece. Oh, that's true. Yes, he has got a West And he and he did appear in I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Oh, well, then he's okay. And he has he? taken his clothes off for adverts. Ah, right. Okay. Well, we And he has got that. more hair than I have. <laughs>
Hasn't anybody? Yeah, his clothes off. <laughs> and Steve seems to like him. Yes, and, and, and he's, yes. he's a close personal friend. So. Oh well, okay. <laughs> and he's in this you'll building. Be, <laughs> and you'll be, you'll be, you'll be waving out the window to him. I will be waving out the window. Absolutely. Listen, nice to talk to you. And you too. And we shall talk uh, next week, same time. Yeah, I'll be seeing Richard Fishman in the. Uh, well, taking over from Duncan James. That's right, in, in Legally Blonde. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go and night. see uh, the bloke in Priscilla? Yes. Him. I'll be seeing that in a week <laughs> or so. So we'll right. catch up on Ben Richards, isn't it? That's right, Ben Richards. From, from the bill. So he swapped his police uniform for a frock. Yes. No surprise <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, have a lovely week. OK, Steve. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Roger Foss. Our man in the front row. So, well done to Wicked. £100 million at the box office. I mean, I'm, I couldn't be more delighted, even though I have a vested interest in the fact that it's a friend of mine who's producing it. But it's still a fantastic show. James has noticed some Vesta beef curries in Poundland. He said, I was very tempted to buy one to relive the memory. Don't. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Don't. It's, put it this way, it's best as a memory. You know, you don't need to sort of worry about that at all. Uh, the best version of uh, With a Song in My Heart is by Jesse Norman, Steve, says Richard. OK, so that's the, that's the best version. It's Jesse Norman. Thank you very much indeed. OK, listen, we'll take a very quick break. We'll have all horse racing in a second. LBC 97. Morning, everybody. 27 minutes to uh, 7. Still to come, I'll give you the rundown of the celebrity pre-Wimbledon party. It's such a guest list. I can, I can only get excited over some of the non-celebrities who appear to be turning up. And I'll run through that in a second. First of all, back with the horse racing. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Steve. You are fr- How's your tent? How's my tent? Yeah, your tent. Uh, it's uh, been put down now. Has it been? Yes. <laughs> yes. You managed to get it up all weekend. Yes, and now I've, uh, it's back down. Yeah. Weather was good for you, though, wasn't it? Very warm, very sunny, yes. Yeah. A bit burnt. Little... I uh, know, you do get... Jim went to the uh, Isle of Wight Festival... And uh, had a lovely time. Not a little bit noisy. I saw it on the television. Mm, very loud. I didn't know who some of the people were. I had to watch it, to be honest with you. And one group came on, and they were singing this song, and I thought, I've heard this song before. I'm looking at this group thinking, well, you're a bit old, and it turned out to be Blur. <laughs> blur? Blur. They weren't there. Well, perhaps it... Uh, uh, Spandau Ballet? No. Are you sure it wasn't um, Blur? Yeah, definitely not Blur, no. Well, I was watching something, and, I'm, and it was Fern, Fern Cotton was down there, and <laughs> they Dave didn't know who Berry. Are you sure you were dreaming? <laughs> they weren't no, there. Are you sure they weren't there? Definitely, yeah. Well, who, who was there in, in that vein of groups? Uh, Paul McCartney, no. uh, Spandau Ballet. No. Um... I saw, was, was Pink on the one you saw? Yeah, she was flying. Yeah, she was flying. Well, she's odd, isn't she? Mm, very not, strange. Not, she came on, I thought she was wearing a ballet dress. And then <laughs> these two strange creatures hooked her up. The next thing, she's off, like a whirling dervish. <laughs> Perhaps it wasn't Blur. Are you sure Damon Albarn wasn't singing? Yes. Ah, oh, well, that's what I mean. Damon no, Albarn. No, I'm sure he wasn't singing. He wasn't? No. Definitely not there. I don't know what I'm watching. I'm, I'm getting very strange programmes on my television recently. <laughs> Mind you, it's probably now it's, it's coming out in Chinese. Anyway, yesterday, in the horse racing, Alex had strawberry daiquiri. And it won oh, at lovely. nine to two. It gave him nine pounds profit. His total profit now is £31.38. Now, unfortunately, you've taken over from Sam... Mm, I have, yeah. Sam hasn't... He's had, he had one good winner the other week, but it's, it's been a bit, a bit iffy. And yesterday he had Spacious, and it only came second. So he lost £2. Total loss, £35.55. So you're in the red. And I have to tell you that there are forfeits to pay if, if, you, if you lose. I don't think you'll have any trouble with the forfeits, but, you know, I'm just <laughs> saying there are forfeits. So today we're off to Royal Ascot. Five o'clock, uh, Afser, win only. Afser, it's called... 
So it's, it's Ladies' Day, isn't it, today? Every day's Ladies' Day. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight is the Gold Cup, Steve, with Manifest likely to go off the favourite. Away from Ascot, they also go at Beverly, Fioslas, Leicester, Ripon and Warwick. Right. Our tip is Balducci in the 425 Britannia Stakes at Ascot, uh, who is starting at 10 to 1. Money is to be made on this one. You, you, could, you could go home with a little... Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> you could go home with a bit of that in your pocket and probably a sweetie. Thank you very much. If you win. Are you on tomorrow? No. Oh, right. <laughs> just, just got you for Hi. one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just one, a one-off, yes. A one-off. like blur, yes. Worth a little bit like... Well, I don't know who I was watching. I'm <laughs> losing the will to live now. I'm sure I saw it. Anyway, Jim, nice to talk to you. You, you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. There's Jim Diamond. So, uh, those are the horses. We only play for fun. OK, the celebrity pre-Wimbledon party. This is the list of celebrities, Paul. Right. OK. Alistair McGowan. Right. Yes, good. Andrea McLean. Who? Andrew McLean. No, OK. Anusha Beckwith. Mm. So, so. Uh, Bruce Forsyth. Good, good Gabe, good Gabe. Yeah. Caprice. Oh. Catherine McQueen. Who? I know. Um, uh, Charlie Brooker. Yeah, OK. Mm. Charlie T. Oh, it's a man, apparently. It's a man. Charlie T. Charlie T. Never heard of No that. idea. Danielle Lineker. <laughs> Danny Cipriani. David Gandhi. Exactly. Who is this? This is a celebrity, apparently. No idea. Uh, Donna Eyre. Nope. Edward Saxby. Who Edward on earth is... Saxby. No idea. Edward Saxby, no. sorry. Ellen Rivas. Oh, go away, you boring woman. We've seen you quite enough, thank you. Uh, Elizabeth B. Elizabeth Fleming. Emma Blackshaw. Esme Dentas. Gavin Henson. Uh, 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 uh. How naff. Yeah, George Lamb. Sorry? At least we've heard of him. At least we've heard of him, exactly. Uh, 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 for George Lamb. Gokwan. Harry Gilliam, Hayley Westenra, Hugo Bishop, Jamelia, Jensen Button, Kelly Osborne, uh, 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 I'm afraid, Connie Huck, uh, Matthew Morrison, Melvin O'Doom. Who? Who are these people? Listen, Amy Molyneux and Percy Palmer, Priya Kalidas, I think we've, she's in EastEnders, uh, Rick Edwards, Ricky Haywood-Williams... Ricky Whittle, Russell Brand, Sarah Harding. Good Lord, I know she was still going. Two members of the Saturdays. That'll be the same two drearies who turn up for everything because they've got nothing else to do. Sunita, Susie Amy, Tamara Beckwith, Tara Palmer Tomkinson, uh, Tyrone Wood. Dear God, how many have you heard of, ladies and gentlemen? Answer. Sunita. Yes, Sunita, we know. <laughs> we know Sunita. Hooray for Sunita. Uh, um, Rob on the A13. No. Uh, Carlyde says, You make my day. Having cancer treatment, don't worry. It's just a bit uncomfortable having that, isn't it? Oh, isn't Spam Fritters the guy who reads the news? <laughs> oh, I see Sam... Oh, it's a play on words. Spam Fritters, Sam Pitters. She got... She thinks that's a funny joke. I do. Gives you, gives you a rough idea how exciting her Saturday nights are now. You know, she sits in the pub and go, Spam Fritters. And somebody goes, doesn't he read the news on LBC? She's doubled up for an hour and a half on that one. She's looking at her now, like, ha, ha, ha. She's like one of those things that you... you know when you go to the pier at Brighton or South End, you put a penny in, is, and it's problem. a sailor, and it's sitting on a box. He goes, ha, 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 ha. Backwards and forwards for ten minutes, you could shoot him. It's probably going to stick, though, man. <laughs> yes, yes. And here with the news, Spam Fritters. <laughs> Do you know what she... You watch know, tomorrow when Sam Pitters is back. She'll be doubled up in laughter at that one. That'll keep her going all day. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> and just think, Steve, Paul can now cut his toenails in the bath, read the newspaper without his glasses steaming up. <laughs> and how lucky is he? 
Exactly. Mark in Hartford said, love the show so much. My grandmother's 89 and doesn't use glasses. She drinks straight out the bottle. Yes, that's why she's 89. And Mohan says, carry a pocket magnifying glass to read the sell-by dates like me. It's a sign of getting old, and I don't do the old bit, I'm afraid, at all. Uh, On Friday, a man's going to be executed in America by firing squad. Really? They offer you the opportunity. How would you like to die? I'd go, how about in 50 years? But, no, he's elected to be executed, and uh, they'll be talking about that with Nick Ferrari after the news at 7 this morning. They've even shown you a picture of the chair, unlike normal firing squads, where I thought you stood against a wall. This one is sitting in a chair with sandbags all around him, and they fire at him. But one of the men will have a dummy bullet. There are five people firing. How bizarre. And one will have a dummy bullet. So I don't know who it is. Only one? Well, that's what I thought. I didn't understand that I either. I thought four would have dummy bullets. I would have thought four would have dummy bullets, so they don't know. But there you go. Hmm. Uh, plus, they're talking about the driverless tube. You know, do you actually need people driving the tube trains? As they, they could all be automatic. No, is Probably the answer. not. Um, and um, what else? Mo- motorbikes in, in bus lanes. You know, is it actually safe to have them? Uh, plus the princes in South Africa. That's good. And uh, they'll be talking to the Sports and Olympic Minister, Hugh Robertson. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven. David Hall, uh, editor of the Alan Titchmar Show is going to be doing the papers this morning. But there's not a great deal in the papers. There's a few... There's not not that much. I mean, you know, most of it's on the LBC website this morning, which, of course, is the Steve Allen Gallery of uh, Food Taste. And you can contribute as well. You can let us know what your food is, you know, if there's certain foods you like. You can have a look at what I like and what I dislike, and then you can have a look as well. It's on lbc.co.uk. Actually, if you can send me a text quickly, I'd love to know what you absolutely love and what you absolutely hate. So if I, if I said to you, on 84850, if I said to you, Paul, what food do you just go, ugh, no? Not much, actually. You uh, eat most tripe. things. Tripe. Yes. I've seen that in the butchers. Is that that crinkly white stuff? Yes, stomach. Right, stomach. The thing I cannot bear is runny eggs. Yes, I feel I'm physically not, I'm sick. Not, I'm not too hot on that. My either. friend Michael Christodoulou, Greek, he, uh, he does runny eggs, and when he cuts them, he has to put his hand round it so I don't see it, because I feel physically ill. Even the yolk? I don't like looking at yolk running out of an egg. And I didn't... When I, my mum used to do eggy... You know, we did eggy soldiers yes. as a kid. I used to feel ill doing that. I don't know why, that I just... Bizarre. I'm not, not an egg sort of... I like eggs, but they've got to be fried both sides. Yes. But um, I don't do anything, so it's got to be hard in the middle. I know, no. In fact, the harder it is... No, white... The better I like it. Firm, I don't like running. whites and runny yolk. Yeah, you see, some you people don't even like the whites, do they? They like the white cut off. Yes. My mum used to do it, so it used to go crispy round the edges. And of course, some people only eat the whites because that's the healthy bit. Oh, right. Probably her next time. She probably does that. Probably wearing sandals and a caftan, I shouldn't wonder. I can just imagine her cooking in the kitchen. A bit, bit sort of Delia Smith, but with sort of, you know, a bandana on and all the rest of it. It's all a bit peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> Standing on a box so she can... <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. No, exactly, because some of those cookers are so tall nowadays, they're just enormous. And you stand in front of it and you go, I can't even reach to do Regulo 3. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear me. Uh, other stories in the uh, papers today? Not a lot. Not a lot. I mean, I wish there were absolutely tons of stories, but there's not. Um, Chris Evans has been forced to apologise after tweeting a joke, which I think has been sent to everybody's phone. I don't know whether you, you saw the joke. He says he was accused of being offensive after tweeting 
uh, you give an African two pounds a month, and what do they do? Buy a trumpet. This is in response to these, these blooming trumpets. I've never even heard of these trumpets before. But they sent in a load here. And so everybody in the newsroom is trying to make these noise with these trumpets. And somebody thought that was offensive. And so he said, I'm terribly sorry. And um, so, uh, somebody here, who's chairman of Facing Africa, yet another charity that seemed to help with... Do you know, we, it's, it's so big a business now, charity. Have you ever heard of Facing Africa, which raises money to help children in poverty? I mean, how many charities are there? Is it really the business? I mean, the other day, they, we had the Chuggers out in Kingston. Mm. And I saw them all having their little meeting before they start. And then they target, and they target particular people. And, of course, the thing I do, I pick up my phone and I say, la, 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 la. And I pretend so I don't have to turn around and say, listen, you're being paid £8 an hour. Frankly, I'd rather the money went straight to the charity. OK, so let's start with that one. Yeah. And, uh, and they were doing the same thing. But what they were collecting was phone numbers. So they, their opening line is, we don't actually want any money. They want your phone numbers. That's what they want. They want all the details. Oh. Uh, I don't like egg and beans touching on the plate. What, beans touching the egg? Oh, you see, everybody's funny about different things. You see, especially if the eggs... Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't... Oh, no, 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 no. You can't have runny eggs mixing with beans. Oh, no, I feel, I feel quite, quite queasy on that one. Isn't it funny? Fish fingers I like. Fish finger sandwich is pretty cool. Fish finger roll is lovely. So, so what do you really like? If somebody said, it's your last meal today, Paul, you can have... Oh, probably steak with a baked potato and sour cream. Oh, I know, it's boring. A baked potato and sour cream. With the steak. Oh, dull. What would you, like? then? What, my last meal? Brussels sprouts, Brussels boiled sprout. into oblivion so you could suck them through a straw. <laughs> Followed I don't by know why Brussels people knock my Brussels sprout ice cream. Although, strange enough, I did say it's Brussels sprout season, and yesterday she, got, she, she, she stood up, so I couldn't see her for about ten minutes, and, uh, and she said, they're not British Brussels sprouts, so I checked them. I think they're from South Africa. <laughs> but they're very small, but they're really nice. And I had a whole plateful yesterday. They've been halfway around. I don't care where they've come from. I just care I'm so eating them. As long as you can get them. Yeah, as long as I can get them. Look at the time. 14 minutes to 7 at Steve Allen's early breakfast. News headlines with Jim Diamond. The Bank of England is to take a bigger role in regulating the city to prevent a repeat of the banking crisis. A boy of 15 is in hospital after being. Damon Albarn was at the Isle of Wight Festival. I knew I wasn't going mad. He was so. He was singing on the stage. I'm telling you, he was singing on the stage. And he was singing this song that I didn't recognise, and it put up blur underneath. I'm sure it put blur underneath. I don't care what anybody says. I'm, d- I'm sticking by it. I just love work with my friend Dave Berry. He'll tell me the truth. Paul. Blur, blur, blur. Blur, blur, blur. Sweden's royal family are reportedly not amused. Oh, after why? toy giants Mattel turned regal bride-in-waiting Crown Princess Victoria into a Barbie doll. Oh. Princess Victoria, who weds fiancé Daniel Westling in Stockholm on June 19th, is recreated in a long pink gown with a royal sash insignia and tiara and comes complete with a plush velvet throne. The doll, a one-off series of strong modern women, which also includes Oprah Winfrey and Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, went on display in the Swedish capital this week. Girls and women all over the world will admire this inspiring princess who stands for many of the values Barbie stands for as well, said a spokesman for Mattel. The doll has been given a warm reception by some younger members of the family, but other senior members of the Swedish court feel it cheapens what should be an important royal event. Royal families have a hard enough time being taken seriously as it is without being turned into dolls. It's undignified. I agree. 
It's like cheapening the royal family with Sarah Ferguson. Well, you know, they, they lost all... Mind you, I think the, the way the, the royal family lost it here was when they elected to do the documentary. And you've mm. got the poor Queen Mother walking about the garland, garden and, and the... Uh, the find going, the gin. <laughs> yes, the gin. I know it's here somewhere. And then you've got the Queen at the races rushing backwards and forwards as she sort of takes her bets and things like that. Uh, it's your opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to take part in the experience of a lifetime... Uh, to trek Nepal and support the work of our charity, Help a London Child. You will trek alongside some of the highest peaks in the world. You'll get a first-hand insight into the culture of the Mountain Kingdom and its natural beauty. The trek dates are 24th of March through to 2nd of April. Before you travel, you get all the fundraising support you need from our Help a London Child team. And, of course, the money you raise will help to support disadvantaged children right here in London. To register for your place, you go to lbc.co.uk forward slash help a London child. Good luck for that. It's really, you won't ever do anything like it ever again in your life. So lbc.co.uk forward slash help a London child. Talking of helping a London child, here's Peter Andre with another shameless piece of publicity for his uh, dreary little book, I'm afraid. And he's out with his fan, who's 104. Her name's Ivy Bean. She follows his news on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, she's in her wheelchair in the paper today being given a kiss by Peter. She looks petrified. <laughs> she looks absolutely terror. Leave me. Who are you? Go. What am I doing here? Where am I? She's clutching a copy of his book. She really looks very, very terrified. But anyway, this uh, show is to plug that uh, Peter's got the next chapter of his dreary, boring little life. And he's getting the name Katie lasered off his finger following his split with... Uh, Katie Price. Good. What a dreary existence. Sticky spare ribs, says Lee in Lower Halstow, and hate butter beans. Yes, butter beans. Paul Cooper and I were talking about butter beans. Mm. He doesn't like butter beans just, either. They're not hateful, but they're just not anything at Vegetarians all, eat a lot of butter beans because they're not really a huge choice out there for them, is there? No. Uh, love liver and bacon. Oh, yes. Oh, I love, my mother used to do liver and bacon, so it was crispy around the... Oh, with oh, yes. mashed potato and gravy. Oh, yes. It's one of those things that has to be burned. Oh, really. yes. Oh, you sound Even like that better. dog advertising insurance. Oh, yes. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Hate Chinese and Indian food. Oh, I love Chinese and Indian food. Yeah. Love that as well. Fruit salad makes me sick, or any salad. No. No, fruit fruit salad. Oh, I went to Janie Oliver's new restaurant. Oh, was it nice? Ja- Jamie, even. <laughs> Janie. Jamie Janie's new restaurant. Some new, yes. new person, Janie <laughs> Oliver. That's his alter ego. Yes, in Brighton the other night. Oh, right. Salad there. Pear salad. Pear oh, salad. Wonderful. Oh, that sounds nice. John Warrington would go nuts for it. Pear salad. I had duck and watermelon and walnuts with some leaves. Yes. That was yes, nice. that's right, yes. Steve says, Sue, I'm tucking into... Toasted cheese and onion sandwich. Like you, I detest runny eggs. Boiled eggs need to bounce like rubber or they're not cooked. I don't like fish fingers. Fish... Sorry, I don't like fish either. Fish fingers are OK, but anything else, yuck. Mm. No. See, I love fish fingers. And I can eat scampi, but I don't really do fish. I'm not a great fish no, eater. This is what I don't get about you, is that you'll do some things if they're presented in, in such a way. Yeah. But if the, exactly the same food I've had want, chefs in the studio, Paul, and they've cooked me fish, like haddock, and they've done it, and, they've, and I've eaten it, and I've gone, oh, this is delicious. But Funny, isn't it? No, I wouldn't go out and eat it. I mean, hard. I don't like eating in sandwich bars, because I've seen the hygiene conditions, and frankly, in some of them, you know, oh, you've never died of food poisoning, God alone knows. Uh, the strokes were there on Saturday when you said you'd seen them. And there was a Blur gig on the other channel at the weekend, Steve. Well, that's probably what I was watching. <laughs> I'm refusing to give up on this one. Uh, talk about odd foods. Well, I got my young children to close their eyes and fed them a teaspoon of lemon curd. 
that I'd bought. They were disgusted, so I made sandwiches, and yes, I should have left it as a good memory. So you wish to love lemon curd, you'd have lemon curd chocolate spread mm. and jam. I've eaten jam, well, it's all sugar now, but I, have, I haven't eaten jam for donkey's years. See, that's one, that, one thing I don't like, is chocolate spread. Can't Nutella, isn't it? Is that Nutella or is that something else? Uh, uh, see, Nutella is a kind of chocolate spread. It's yeah. not really chocolate. It's it's hazelnut. But um, but chocolate spread. I don't like I'm sure either. we used to have chocolate spread as a kid. and You put it on. Mind you, I can remember having a sugar sandwich. Yes, I can. Do you remember as a kid, you'd have a piece of bread and butter and you'd pour sugar on it? Yes. And when we used to go to restaurants and had the sugar bowl, you sugar cream in your mouth. Oh, crisp sandwiches. Oh, crisp sa- With salad cream. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. We like crisp sandwiches. <laughs> and Maxine says, love black pudding, Steve, but was not touch the tinned tomatoes when on the plate. Couldn't eat black pudding either, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. Oh, could you? Oh, yes. Oh, oh right. Oh, you like black pudding? Yes. It's just wh- dried white blood, pudding. isn't it? It's white pudding. I'm not too keen. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, Shelley says, maybe you saw the gorillas fronted by Damon Albarn at the Isle of Wight Festival. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just really giving up on this one, OK? <laughs> uh, Colleen went to Africa and found people selling donated clothes in the flea markets. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's how people make, make money nowadays. They have to, people have to do whatever they can. And Jamie Oliver is going to set up a school for struggling kids. He's going to be using all his favourite catchphrases like pucker and stuff like that. Mm. A bit naff, I suppose, isn't it? This is a bit. Do you have a, a finally, finally for a us? Finally, 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 Steve. Well, sort of a, a semi-finally, about a minute. A finally-ish, Steve. <laughs> a seventy-four-year-old woman has been arrested by U.S. police in their search for a vandal who's been pouring condiments into a drop box at a local library. Police say Joy Cassidy is suspected of causing thousands of dollars in damage to library books with liquids, including ketchup, corn syrup and mayonnaise. She was caught after just allegedly having dropped an open jar of mayonnaise into the box outside the Ada County Library in Boise, Idaho. Police say ten similar acts of vandalism have been committed at the library in little more than a year. Not much happens in Boise. There's not a lot, is there, going on? She's it. That's it. How mad you have to be. Did you ever go to the Kurzel, Steve? The Wall of Death. Kurzel Flyer. The Kurzel... In no, there was a group called the Kurzel Flyers, Kurzel Flyers but yeah. the uh, the Wall of Death was the uh, the rotator thing with the motorbikes. That's right. Still tours, and Anthony says you can go to BritishPathé.com and find it. Mm. You can find a lot of things. One in Southend was that? Yes, that's where it was. Yeah, yes. that's where I saw it. I've seen touring versions of it. I think the last time the Irvings had their fun fair, the time before at Hampton Court, then uh, they had one down there as well. That's it this morning. Glad to see you back in one piece. Thank you. I'm glad I'm back After in one piece. laser eye surgery. <laughs> and uh, Paul's back with us next week. Yes. Thank you very much indeed. If you want to see a picture of what he looks like, oh dear. then he's on the LBC website, together with all my favourite foods and the foods I don't like as well. If you go to lbc.co.uk, go and check it out, have a look at all the contributors, and then you can send in your comments afterwards, especially on the food you like and the food you don't like. Uh, don't forget to podcast the programme. Don't forget to check out... Uh, about going to Nepal. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Nick's with you after the news at seven o'clock. Before all of that, this morning's business update with Chris Rogers. Thank you. Good morning. The FTSE will open.